Do you have a crippling addiction to sports? Uh, I guess you could say so, yeah. Do you like to drink ice-cold bush lattes with the boys? I partake in drinking the uh, adult beverages from time to time, yes. Do you like stupid-ass comedy? Oh, I fucking love that shit, dude. Well, then you're in the right place. Because you're listening to What Lincoln's Thinking. I'm Peyton Peterson, joined by the one and only Colton Trump. That's right, I said Colton Trump. You don't want to forget that name. Yeah, you know, Trump, kind of like Donald Trump. Not the former president or like the millionaire, just Trump. If I was related to Donald Trump, I would not be on this shitty-ass podcast right now. Now I know what you're all thinking. Who the hell is Lincoln? That's what I was thinking, actually. Trump and I come from a small town known as Lincoln, Montana. I mean, if you've heard of it, it's probably because of the Unabomber. Or, you know, we have to call him Uncle Ted. Free Uncle Ted, baby. And since we're talking about Uncle Ted, they've just made some atrocious films. Recently, there was one filmed in Lincoln. And not, not to take shots at anybody, but it was called Ted K. And I didn't even finish the movie, it was so bad. Yeah, they did terrible job on that. Trump, how can we sort of describe the Lincoln mentality to the people? I mean, Lincoln, it's not a place, alright? It's a people. <laughs> Marvel, please, please don't sue us. We're, we're completely broke. I mean, I, I don't have any money. Please, somebody, give us some money. Give us a job, please. Because, I mean, Trump and I, we're just a couple of washed up high school athletes who can't stop thinking and talking about sports. I'm I'm a young, unsuccessful journalist who works part-time, and Trump here, he, he gets dirty for a living. I'm not a gardener or a prostitute. Someone by the name of Tom Brady just retired this morning for the second time, and I don't know, Trump, this time it seemed for real. Yeah, I think so. I just think it's super unnecessary. Like, why come out of retirement for one year? It's almost kind of like a Jason Winnis type of situation. Like, completely necessary. Could have had a nice job doing anything else. Yeah, we all remember Jason Witten, who retired to become a very just awful and embarrassing broadcaster. Glad to see. Oh, he's worse than Tony Romo. <laughs> Tony Romo's dog water. But speaking of, like, retired players, Greg Olson, he's been a hell of a broadcaster all season. And he was supposed to be, like, the temporary, like, he was going to be at Fox until Tom Brady retired. And now Greg Olson goes on and does amazing with Fox. So I don't know how they're just going to make him take a backseat role when Greg Olson's going to be commentating for the Super Bowl. Right. And I think, honestly, probably this year, Greg Olson is easily my top three favorite sports broadcaster. Like, he's relatable to the game, but not like Tony Romo. How Tony Romo's like, oh, my God, do you see this wicked slant by this douchebag out east like holy come on dude just let me watch the football game but greg olson actually breaks it down he does a great job and i think he'd probably be a great sports broadcaster for the next 20 years previously if you don't know i'm i'm a pretty diehard niners fan and i wanted tom brady to go and play for the niners because you know brock purdy there was speculation that he was going to need tommy john surgery and he was going to be out for the whole next season but he went and got like a Second opinion on it, and he's supposed to only miss, like, six months or whatever, but... I'm glad you guys didn't got Tom Brady, though, because it just would have clustered up the quarterback room way too much. Like, what if he starts playing bad? I mean, he was, like, what, 48, 47? 
I think 45. 45? Pretty old, damn old close. He was old. He's old as dirt. Like, he's going to walk to the quarterback room with his goddamn walker and be like, all right, I run this bitch now. It's kind of hard to say to a guy who took his team to the championship as a rookie and then another guy who they traded their whole future away just to get. And there's been, been a tough spot. And then you have three quarterbacks who should be starting the NFL probably on one team. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, like you mentioned, Brock Purdy won every single start that he made this year, except for the NFC Championship game, like we just mentioned, where he was injured and, you know, the the other GOAT, Josh Johnson, had to come in and Shit. just we all saw how that went down and Purdy ended up finishing the game, retired the ball off. Josh Johnson needs to retire. He I don't needs know to why. Retire. Like, dude, you 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 lived a dream, all right? You're a backup NFL quarterback. Like, Alex Moran would be proud. You got your money. You played your football. Hang him up, please. Yeah, Colton, you want to tell the the listeners maybe what your favorite NFL team is? How you oh, guys are doing? you know, I don't think that's really necessary, but since you brought it up, might as well. My favorite team is the Indianapolis Colts. And, uh, yeah, they suck. I think they, like, have the record all time for, like, the most number one picks ever. That's, it's not, that's not really a record you want to have as a franchise no no i really do not but this year i actually wanted us to tank ever since like week three or week four when i saw matt ryan was the equivalent to a goddamn trash can i was like you know what we should probably stop doing this whole rent a quarterback situation and actually tank and draft a quarterback who i do believe is the dog up north freaking cj stroud man that man's got a huge set of nuts on him <laughs> fat cock he is for sure gonna go to the colts and you'll see as we make more episodes here, Trump is going to be our mock draft guy. He's a future GM, so look forward to some of his, his uh, mock drafts coming up as the drafts here. So obviously Tom Brady retired today, you know, and you mentioned no one really cared. Like this time around, <laughs> it wasn't like shedding tears. I feel like Bill Belichick and everyone else just did copy and paste of the what they whatever they posted last year. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, if you didn't see the video, he was walking on the beach. You know, he seemed kind of emotional, which, you know, you like to hear. But he wanted to get all the speculation out of there and just say he's retiring. But um, to remember him, Colton, what's your favorite memory of, of Tom Brady? I think it's pretty easy, man. I mean, down 28-3 to to the Falcons and coming back. Like, that is insane. Like, what, what do you think about that game? Well, clearly... Arguably one of the best Super Bowls of all time, best comeback of all time. And we viewed Tom Brady up and down, you know, several times throughout his career. But that would be my favorite m- moment, except um, for those of you that know me personally, you'd know that um, I bet my left nut on that game. I probably made the bet at halftime, so I don't think they were down by 25 yet. But my buddy Jagger, who he'll be on the show eventually, and. I was watching the game with him, and he was saying, oh, the Patriots are going to come back. They're going to come back. And I'm like, there's no way in hell they're coming back. Like, you got Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Kyle Shanahan, who apparently likes to blow leads, as we know now. Yeah, so I lost my left nut that day, and um, that's one I'd like to forget. But um, Oh, he still bets to this day. He loves to bet his left nut, and he loves to bet the opposing quarterback or player or whoever is on the opposing team that his team's playing against. That if they lose to that team, he'll get a tattoo of that guy's face on his ass. I mean, yeah. this man's ass is plastered with face tattoos. Just about every game. I'm pretty sure I bet that I get Jalen Hurts' face tatted on my ass, too. Yeah, so. yeah. So you, you need to get that on 
mm-hmm. as soon as possible. It's kind of hard to get into a tattoo shop nowadays. Yeah, ass full of tats. Face tats, that <laughs> ass is. Ass full of tats, baby. That's what they call me. No, <clears throat> we actually should just become rappers. and just That'd be our rap name. Ass, ass full, full of tats. tats. Hell yeah. Bars. I don't know how many listeners we'd get. Probably more than this fucking podcast. But... Yeah, that's fair. That is a fair assessment. So... I clearly can't say that's my Tom Brady, my favorite Tom Brady moment if I lost my left nut. So I want to go the opposite direction and say my favorite Tom Brady memory was when he threw the interception in the wild card game against the Titans to end his career for the Patriots. Shit, dude, that's depressing. Have some respect to the man. Like, obviously, growing up, like he was saying, I went through, like, phases where, like, I hated Tom Brady because he just always won. I was a Colts fan. The Colts were good with Payne Manning. We just could never beat the Patriots, it seemed like. And then, you know, Tom Brady kind of got older. And, like, I almost wanted to see him get six rings just because fuck the Steelers, you know. Like, Tom Brady single-handedly tied all-time record for rings. I'm with you, Colton. Definitely had my ups and downs. And whether I loved Tom Brady or hated him, I had to decide that preseason. But clearly when he threw that game-losing pick against the Titans, that was that was one I was rooting for. And another one is when big dick Nick Foles oh. came flying in their Philly special style and just... Snag that rang from Tom Brady because without Nick Foles and Eli Manning, Tom Brady would have 10 rings. And that's crazy <laughs> to think of. Like, the Giants, those losses seem like 30 years ago, which they might as well be. But, yeah. like, wild card teams, losing records come in. The first time the Patriots had the undefeated record, trying yeah. to be the first team to go 19 and 0 or whatever it is. And, yeah, so yeah. that's Tom Brady for you. He's the GOAT. We'll miss him, but, yeah. Time to go, bro. <laughs> Time to go. Or or he could come out of retirement and come play for the Niners because we need a quarterback. No, please. You, you do not need a quarterback. But they're always hurt. You have two quarterbacks, man. The not Colts, any healthy ones. You, the Colts quarterback room is Matt Ryan, Big Dick Nick, and some guy named Sam Elgar who played for Tejas. Yeah, that's an embarrassment. And so since the... The Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes beat the Niners, my Niners, in the Super Bowl in, what, 2019? Since then, I've, always, I've been rooting against them just because I have that in my heart. You you beat me, and I have not, not really rooted for them since. But now that the Eagles beat the Niners and the Chiefs are finding their way in the Super Bowl, I want the Chiefs to win just to so Patrick Mahomes can add that to his belt. His legacy can improve. He's already a Hall of Fame player if he retires tomorrow. But I want him to win another Super Bowl. Yeah, I definitely feel that. And this is definitely the most torn I've ever been. About you, say, you say porn? Most most porn I've ever been. I love corn. And, uh, yeah, this is the most torn I've ever been about picking a Super Bowl. And not because I have, like, a, a dog in the race. I just actually like both teams. I usually don't see that. Usually there's a team I'm like, oh, this team's trash. I don't know how the hell they even got here in the first place. But back to my whole GMing days. I wanted the Colts to draft Jalen Hurts after we never got Lamar Jackson. I'm like, Jalen Hurts is going to be that guy. And he fell to the second round. And I'm like, imagine if we had Jonathan Taylor and Hurts on the same team. Like, right now, it wouldn't be the Chiefs. It would be the Colts. But anyways, back to the main thing. I I agree with you. I think Mahomes needs another Super Bowl ring. It'll just add to his legacy. So I'm probably going to go for the Chiefs. And you you don't just have to say that because the Eagles beat the Niners. I appreciate it. I know. No problem. The Super Bowl, we all know, is on February 12th, I believe, obviously that Sunday. So we'll have debates about that. We'll make predictions, of course. But coming up this weekend, the Pro Bowl, and it just seems to be more of a joke than ever. Obviously, we know 
it's a flag football competition, it's the Pro Bowl games, they're just going to stress, like, the skills competitions, and I like the skills competitions, but they're just going to stress that, but, like, they're taking out so many players that are a key to the game, like, there's five offensive linemen, that's more positions than, like, wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, you can't have two quarterbacks out on the field. Here, hear me out. I think what they should do for the linemen, go to a local bar in Vegas, Hell right? yeah, yes. Open a bar tab, just unlimited drinks, and just see how trash they can get. How many, who can ever drink the most? You know, yes. NFC versus AFC, get those big fuckers some beers. Yeah, and have them, like, lift up kegs and, like, try to slam a keg in, like, 20 seconds. I think that would be worth the watch. Television ratings would go up. and But hopefully they get... Some linemen in there to play quarterback or something. I have no idea how this flag football game is going to go. They we, ne- we never played flag football. We played padded football since we were kids, so I don't really get the hype behind it, but flag football is pretty popular today. Yeah, they need to show us some respect to these linemen. I mean, every time you see a receiver make a big play downfield, he's instantly waving to the sideline. Get me out. I need some air. I need some water. Get me out of here. All game, dude. These guys are going up against... 300-pound defensive linemen and pushing them around. And you even see defensive linemen need to, like, take a break and sit on the sideline. But the offensive linemen, unless they get hurt, they are there the entire game. They never get out. And then, like, they change the Pro Bowl to be just about, like, the skill positions. I don't know. I think it's a little whack. Some more uh, things to shit on about the Pro Bowl here. We all know every year they have alternates and there's snubs and there's like how the hell did this guy make it? Like it's always it's always ridiculous and like it sucks because any like legendary wide receiver or even like Greg Jennings, a random receiver, you like look on like his statistics, however many times he's made the Pro Bowl, probably like two or three times. Yeah. And you look at that as like a an accolade, like two time Pro Bowler, like that's like a a notch on your belt for like a receiver especially. And then the quarterbacks, every single year, like Mitch Trubisky made it one year. like Jameis Winston made it one year. Yeah, there's a number of quarterbacks like that. But Tyler Huntley. That, that's easily the worst one. Tyler Huntley started four games this year through two touchdown passes and three interceptions. That is embarrassing to the game. Oh, yeah. And I like Tyler Huntley. I think he's a decent player. Like, last year he did better filling in for more than he did this year. But just, I don't, even like Jacoby Brissett would be like a better option. Not, oh, that, yeah. he, not that he should be a pro bowler, but at least he played most of the season. Yeah, and he actually like, I thought the Browns did better when he was actually playing compared to Deshaun Watson. Oh, they did. Deshaun Watson looked rusty as hell. So we'll see how he does next year. But it's obviously just because if your team makes the playoffs, you're going to have players from your team make the Pro Bowl. It's whack. Like the Colts, they suck, all right? I'll give you that. They do suck. But when they had one player make the Pro Bowl, we had the former defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore. Absolute dog. Dog. Dog out there. Dog. He didn't make it. And then we have Jonathan Taylor. He was hurt, so that makes sense. Darius Leonard or Shaquille Leonard or whatever the hell his new name is now. Rip. He, He was hurt. All year, he didn't make it. But we still have DeForest Buckner, one of the best interior D linemen in the game. Come back to the Niners, please, DeForest. No, no, no. We need him. Right? We want you back. Javon Kinlow is not getting it done. It is. And then, like, Mo Ali Cox, he's a good tight end. Probably better than who actually made it. He's a good, he's a dog. Uh, he, he's, I mean, that's like six foot eight. He's not bad. He's definitely a good depth player, but I don't know about a pro bowler. I mean, we had Eric Ebron make it one year. 
Yeah, but Eric Ebron is an absolute dog. He's not a dog. He had one good season with the Colts. And hey, he, was, he, he did okay for the Steelers. He was a top 10 draft pick. Also, never draft a tight end in the first round, let alone top 10. Like, where in history has it been like, oh, yeah, it actually worked out. That's not the freaking 1950s. Like, <laughs> teams, stop doing this, all right? I loved Kyle Pitts, too, in college. I thought he was a dog. Not to overuse the word dog, but he actually was a dog, all right? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Is that what you're thinking? That's also what I was thinking. What Don't else are you thinking? Stop drafting tight ends in the first round. What are you guys' problem? Running well, backs. I mean, I mean, stop drafting running backs. I played running back in high school, right? I love the position. Do not draft a running back in the first round and do not pay the running back after his rookie contract. You can go rinse and repeat. Just do the same thing every four years. Draft one in the third round. Derrick Henry was a second-round draft pick. Same with Nick Chubb. I'm pretty sure Aaron Jones was a third-round draft pick. All these good running backs you can get in later rounds. Well, the past two years, the Niners drafted running backs in the third round. Trey Sermon from Ohio State, who I think we all thought was going to be a pretty decent player, but he just was slow as hell and had the vision of a dead baby. So that just that didn't work out. And then this year, Niners drafted Ty Davis-Price from LSU, who, you know, really played behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He didn't really have a – he didn't really have to be the workhorse, you know, in college. So they thought, you know, low-mileage guy, take him. And back-to-back years, those third-round picks did not work out. I mean, running backs are running backs are a dime a dozen. Just draft them, let them go. Yeah. Just rinse and repeat, dude. Just – keep on that process like right now the Raiders are going to be stuck signing Josh Jacobs to probably be the highest paid running back probably not the highest but he'll probably be like top five and like I think he's a good running back but I feel like this is like he knew this was his year like he had to get paid so he like had the best year of his whole career and it's not going to get any better like right now he's at his peak like he's not going to get any better he's going to get a fat contract and he's probably going to get cut in three years because the team wants money that's what's going to happen. Ezekiel Elliott's contract, that worked out really great. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, like their their backup running back's better than him. He made the Pro Bowl. He hasn't done nothing since his rookie, maybe his second year in the league. And, like, Todd Gurley, who was, like, an MVP candidate as a running back, he got paid, and he, like, literally got cut two years later. And then he was signed to a team where a wide receiver that turned running back was better than him. And then he... Left after his first year, and now he's bagging groceries at Walmart. It is whack. And you know what I'm thinking, Colton? What are you thinking? I'm thinking LeBron here. LeBron James, if, you, if you've heard of him. LeBron well, Lames? Yeah, I think I've heard about him. LeBron is creeping up on Kareem's record, and no one seems to give a damn. <laughs> when Curry broke the three-point record last year, it was like he was the second coming of Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. And obviously Curry, you know... Easily, like, a top three point guard of all time. He's a Hall of Famer, you know, best shooter we've ever seen in our lives. But oh, yeah. just LeBron James, and he has some dick writers for sure, but the haters are just ridiculous. And LeBron is – Colton, do you think if he um, – when he when he surpasses Kareem, will that give him more of an argument to be the GOAT over Michael Jordan? See, this is tough because since we're talking about who we're fans of, I've been a Miami Heat fan since I can remember. I've always liked the Heat. I liked the Heat before LeBron went there. Got it. Got to state that. Got to state that, all right? There's a lot of Heat fans who are like, oh, Jabron. Like, you know, the dick writers, you know. 
became Heat fans. I ain't about that. I was a Heat fan before LeBron went there. I'm a Heat fan till this this day. To this day. To this day. And at that point in time, I thought LeBron was the GOAT. Before he even left Miami, I thought he was a GOAT just because he was like a four-time MVP. He won a couple rings in Miami. Had a sick goatee. Go back to the goatee, all right? That Amish beard is fucked up, dude. We could do a whole segment just on his fucked up neck beard. And he can grow a beard. Like, you can, like, see his face. He doesn't shave for a couple of days. Like, he can grow a perfectly good, thick beard. And he's like, nah, I think I'll just rock this Amish look. I'll try to be the next Wolverine. Like, please. Grow a normal beard. But anyways, I thought he was the GOAT then. And then, probably all throughout high school, I thought LeBron was still the GOAT. Just because, even though he left, I'm like, he's still the GOAT. And then I actually started, like, before the last dance, which I still have not seen. Never saw the last dance. But I started, like, doing more research on, like, Jordan. And he was, like, a defensive player of the year, I believe, three times, maybe twice. And he was, like, all pro or all defensive first team, like, six times. Like, how the hell do you, like, lead the league in scoring and then turn around and lock somebody up? Like, imagine Curry just locking up Trey Young and Luke every game. And that's what Jordan was doing. So that kind of put in perspective to me that I'm like, yeah. Jordan's got to be the GOAT. But if he passes up Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which this record should have been broken a long time ago if you think about it. Like, Kareem has, what, one three on his career? Couldn't even tell you. I'm pretty sure he has, like, one three. Like, how did no one ever break that? Like, how did Jordan not break that? I know he retired. And that's kind of, like, what makes me think LeBron would be the GOAT. Because if, like, if Jordan was winning scoring titles and, like, an all-around good player, how come he could never break this record? Obviously, well, longevity plays a part of it, but, like, why is that a knock just because you can actually, like, stay healthy instead of being like Michael Jordan who just gambled every night, the whole flu game when he was just actually drunk, and he actually didn't really care. Obviously, he didn't really care about basketball. Like, he retired to go play baseball, and he cared more about playing golf. LeBron is dedicated. Just stating facts. The thing is, LeBron in year 20 is still a top 10 player, nearing, like, 30 points a game. He's around like seven to eight assists and rebounds. He's he's insane. He's still a top ten player. And the well, the thing is, MJ got beat up playing against the bad boy Pistons. We're not even going to argue. Clearly, it's different eras of the NBA. And oh, to be honest, the NBA sucks today. You go to the three point line every or the free throw line every play. You know the threes. There's no defense. Like we could talk about that all day. So it's, that's why it's hard to compare. And I just want to appreciate the greatness of each player. But oh, yeah, that's, the other day when we were watching that Heat Knicks game, I believe. That player was fading away from his defender and accidentally bumped into some guy who was, like, guarding his person. And these are controversial calls that affect the outcome of the game, too. Yeah, like, how do you call a foul on a guy who's not even, like, not even aware that the guy's shooting the ball? He seriously had his back turned to him. The guy faded away into him. Didn't even fall down. He, like, bumped into him. They're like, oh, shooting two. Put him on the line. I don't like the Harden play, the Trey Young play, and that's what all the kids are watching today. And just iso ball, you know. It's trash, dude. Be a team player. That's why LeBron's so good. He's a team player. You know, if he needs to score 38, he'll score 38. If he needs to score 20 and have 15 assists, he'll do that. Anthony Davis just has got to stay healthy, dude. There's no other way to put it. I don't think it's even about Anthony Davis. Like, that team's trash. That team's hot garbage. Absolute dumpster fire. Yeah, and I don't hate Wes Westbrook. I think he gets a lot of hate for no reason. I think he's just kind of forced to play into a role that's not him. So I think, like, I like Russell Westbrook, but I never thought he'd be a good fit for the Lakers because no one on that team can shoot the basketball. Like, I don't I don't think anyone thought he would be a good fit for the Lakers. Yeah. So I'm, like, wondering, like, how the hell do people have a job still? Like, 
Westbrook can't shoot. LeBron, not known as a shooter. He can't hit it, the shot nowadays compared to when he was younger, but like, still can't shoot. And like, they're starting five nowadays. I have no clue who the hell the three other guys are most of the time. So obviously, what I think will happen, LeBron gets the all-time record, goes down as a top two player of all time. I think probably number one. And I bet if LeBron doesn't get hurt, LeBron will get them to the playoffs. Like, he can't have this amazing season where he breaks one of the most obtainable records, it seemed, and then just to not make the playoffs. Like, that will be honestly depressing. And moving on from the NBA, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Joining us now, Tara Trump, Colton's lovely wife, and this segment's called Tara's Opinions. Dak Prescott is a bum. There you have it, folks. Dak Prescott's a bum. Thanks for joining us, Tara. Ooh, that's cold. And if you recognize that sound, that's because that's an ice-cold bush light. And guess what that means, Trump? What does that mean? That means we're done. Thanks for listening, folks. I'm Peyton Peterson, joined by the one and only Colton Trump. And you've been listening to what? Lincoln's thinking. Yeah, baby. Doses.